I want to take a moment to thank my fans for waiting so patiently for the next episode of the True Crime Truckers podcast. With the events of the COVID-19 virus and everything that's going on in the world, the trucking industry is working overtime to supply food and medical supplies to the much-needed area battling the pandemic. I thank you all for your continued support, and we'll try to get the episodes out in a more timely fashion. Things are starting to slow down a little bit, and hopefully it'll stay that way, so I'll be able to come out with episodes every two weeks as normal. Until then, stay safe, wash your hands, keep social distance, and we'll get through this. Welcome to the True Crime Truckers Podcast. This podcast deals with true crime and subjects such as rape, murder, and sexual assault. This podcast may not be suitable for younger listeners, so listener discretion is advised. In the late 1970s, there was a monster on the prowl in Sacramento, California. But I'm not talking about the Golden State Killer. In the two-year span of 1978, 1980, a husband and wife team abducted and murdered 10 people before their eventual capture. Tonight on the True Crime Truckers podcast, I bring you the case of Gerald and Charlene Gallego. July 17, 1946, in Sacramento, California. Gerald was the product of a long line of career criminals stemming from both sides of his family. Gerald's criminal record began at an early age. By the time he was six years old, he had charges of burglary and sex offenses. At age 12, he was placed on juvenile probation for burglary and later charged with committing lewd and lascivious acts with a six-year-old girl. He was placed in a boys' school in 1959. In July of 1961, Gerald was paroled. Less than a year later, along with his half-brother David Hunt, Gallego was arrested for armed robbery and sentenced to the Preston School of Industry in Ione, California. Gerald escaped shortly after beginning his sentence. However, he eventually turned himself in. He was eventually paroled in 1963. 
In December of 1963, Gerald married his first wife. He was 16 and she was 21. In April of 1964, Gerald's first child, Krista, was born. The marriage was short-lived and Gerald somehow managed to gain custody of his daughter and sent her off to live with his mother. On July 12, 1966, Gerald again married. His bride was 24-year-old waitress from West Sacramento. However, just 26 days after it began, the marriage fell apart. It appears Gerald enjoyed beating his new bride and chasing her around with knives. On October 25, 1969, Gerald and his half-brother David were again arrested for armed robbery. They had targeted a motel in Vacaville, California. Shortly after their arrest, the two brothers and another inmate escaped the Solano County Jail. Nonetheless, they were recaptured four days later. Gallego was sentenced to five years in prison for his role in the robbery. On October 14, 1967, Gerald took his third wife, a laundry worker. This marriage lasted one month. He seemed to enjoy beating her as well. Gerald's fourth marriage took place in March of 1969 in Reno. His new wife, 19-year-old Harriet, was pregnant by the time their marriage ended less than a month after it began. The family of Harriet referred to Gerald as Jekyll and Hyde. To this day, the daughter does not know the identity of her father. On October 5, 1975, Gerald went down the aisle a fifth time in Butte County. His new 19-year-old wife was a laundry worker. On December 12, 1975, Gerald was discharged from parole. In August of 1977, Gerald and his wife separated. In the fall of 1977, Gerald met a young two-time divorce woman, Charlene Adele Williams, at a poker club in Sacramento. The two immediately hit it off and thus began the couple's infamous relationship. Charlene Adele Diego was born on October 10, 1956 in Stockton, California to Charles and Mercedes Williams. Charles Williams had worked his way up in the grocery business, advancing from supermarket butcher to an executive position with a national grocery chain. Charlene was an only child and grew up in Arden Park, an upper middle class area of Sacramento. She was gifted and talented, with an IQ of 160 and a prodigious talent for the violin. It was not until she started high school that the predilection for alcohol and drugs began. She barely graduated high school and failed out of college and had two failed marriages, all in rather short order. As far as anyone could tell, she was just a very troubled and spoiled girl. Gerald and Charlene had their share of problems. He had difficulty achieving and maintaining erections and frequently blamed this on her. It would seem that no matter how hard she tried, she could never satisfy him. He would constantly abuse and demean her to no end. In early 1978, Gerald was quite pissed off when he came home early from work and discovered Charlene in bed with a young woman. He went into a rage and physically abused Charlene and her young lover while berating and shouting at them. On July 17, 1978, Gerald celebrated his 32nd birthday by sodomizing his daughter Krista. Apparently, he had been molesting her since the age of six. 
By July of 1978, much to Gerald's chagrin, Charlene was pregnant. On September 11, 1978, two teenagers, 17-year-old Rhonda Scheffler and 16-year-old Kippy Vaught, disappeared from a mall in Sacramento. Charlene lured them into a nearby van, leading to their abduction by the couple. Gerald used a handgun to threaten the girls and tie them up. Gerald repeatedly raped the two victims throughout the night in Baxter, California. The next day, the Gallegos drove to Slaw House, where Gerald got Rhonda and Kippy out of the van. He then made them walk out in the field to a ditch, where he hit Kippy first with a tire iron, then swung around and hit Rhonda. Finally, he shot each girl in the head with a 25 caliber pistol. As Gerald was walking back, he saw one of the victims move, later revealed as Kippy Vaught, because the bullet had only grazed her skull. He returned and shot her three more times in the head, killing her. On June 24, 1979, 14-year-old Brenda Judd and 13-year-old Sandra Colley were abducted from the Washoe County Fair in Reno, Nevada. The girls were lured into the Glagos van on the promise of making some money delivering leaflets. Charlene drove the van northeast out of Reno on I-80. At the back of the van, Gerald repeatedly raped the two young girls while Charlene watched in the rearview mirror. Charlene then parked the van in a desolate area known as Humboldt Sink. In the next couple of hours, Gerald rested and watched Charlene force the girls to perform sexual acts on each other. Gerald then took a shovel from under the seat of the van and pulled Collie out of the vehicle, marching her towards a dry creek bed. He then stepped behind Collie and swung the shovel. Charlene would later recall the sound, describing it as, quote, a loud splat like a flat rock hitting mud, and the girl sank to her knees and slowly toppled over on her face, unquote. Gerald then beat Judd to death and dug a deep hole folding the naked bodies of the two girls into it and placing a rock over the grave. Their remains were not discovered until November of 1999 by a tractor operator. The teenagers were listed as runaways for four years until Charlene confessed to their murders during the 1982 trial. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On April 24, 1980, Stacy Ann Redkin and Carol Chipman Twiggs, both 17, went missing from Sacramento Mall. They were found in July, sexually abused and bludgeoned to death. While hitchhiking on June 6, 1980, 21-year-old Linda Therese Aguilar, who was pregnant, was abducted and murdered with a blunt object and buried in a shallow grave outside of Gold Beach, Oregon. She is buried in the Vinland Cemetery in Clarkston, Washington. On July 17, 1980, 34-year-old Virginia Mochel was abducted from the parking lot of a West Sacramento tavern where she worked as a bartender. Her skeletal remains, still bound with nylon fishing line, were found three months later outside of Clarksburg. Loops of cord from the victim's neck were admitted as proof of death by strangulation. While leaving a fraternity party on November 1, 1980, 22-year-old Craig Miller and his fiancée, 21-year-old Mary Elizabeth Sowers were forced into the Gallegos car at gunpoint. After driving to a secluded area, Gerald commanded Craig out of the car. As a young man turned to walk towards the front of the vehicle, Gerald aimed his pistol and shot the boy at point-blank range in the back of the head while his fiancée looked on in horror. Gerald then fired two more shots into Craig's head as he lay lifeless on the ground. Gerald got back into the vehicle and ordered Charlene to drive to their apartment. Once back at the apartment, Gerald took his new sex slave into the bedroom and raped her for hours on end. After he was satisfied, he ordered Charlene to drive to a rural area. Once there, Gerald ordered Mary out of the car. He then shot her three times at point-blank range. A friend of Miller and Sowers witnessed the abduction and recorded the car's license plate. When the two sweethearts never came back to meet their friends, they turned over the license plate number to the police. The police questioned Charlene and obtained a search warrant for their vehicles and house. It did not take long for the investigators to find substantial evidence such as bullet casings and other suspicious tools. After mercifully interrogating Charlene, she spilled her guts and told all. While awaiting trial in California due to a shortage in funds, the public raised nearly $28,000 to help prosecute Gerald Gallego. On January 17, 1981, Charlene, while in a prison ward, gave birth to Gerald Armand Gallego Jr. Custody of the child was given to Charlene's parents. On June 21, 1983, after six months of hearings, Gerald Armand Gallego Sr. was sentenced to death for the murder of the college sweethearts. In November of 1983, Due to a plea bargain struck with the prosecutors to testify against Gerald, Charlene was sentenced to 16 years and 8 months in prison, with the understanding that no other charges in any of the other states could or would be pressed against her as long as she gave full cooperation, which she did. On June 25, 1984, after being extradited to Nevada, Gerald was again sentenced to death for the murders of Twiggs and Redkin. In August of 1997, at the age of 40, Charlene Adele Williams Gallego was released on parole from the Department of Prison Women's Center in Carson City, Nevada. Her lawyer says that she will pursue positive goals in an undisclosed location. 
While in prison, she extensively studied psychology, business, and Icelandic literature. During an interview, Charlene claimed that she was also a victim when she said, quote, There were victims who died, and there were victims who lived. It's taken me a hell of a long time to realize that I am one of the ones who lived, unquote. She also claims that she, quote, tried to save some of their lives, unquote. In 2002, Gerald Gallego died of cancer in Nevada Prison Medical Center while awaiting execution. As always, you can contact me at truecrimetruckerpodcast at gmail.com or join the Facebook group at True Crime Trucker Podcast Group. You can also join Age of Radio's Facebook group at Addicted to Podcasting. This is a group dedicated to the show hosts and fans of Age of Radio shows. You can also visit my website at www.ageofradio.org slash true crime truckers slash there you can browse the bazaar where you can purchase items from our wonderful sponsors as well as browse other shows on the age of radio syndicate also if you'd like to donate to the show and get yourself a podcast sticker go to www.patreon.com slash true crime truckers podcast you can also find me on Instagram at michael.prit81. I will return in two weeks with another case to present. So until then, stay safe.